0: You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's
1: get into it.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by introducing you to smart people with good ideas. And today, that smart person is Glenn Alex. You're going to love getting to hear from her brain. It's a good one. I've talked to her before on her show, The Glenn Alex Show, and we had such a fun time that uh, we knew we had to get together and tackle another subject. So I'm really glad that she's here Glenn is a licensed clinical social worker and the author of Living in Total Health, which won the Indie Book Award in 2021. She is on a mission to help us be more joyful, connected, confident, and complete. And she is the guiding spirit behind the Glenn Alex show, which you can find at glennalex.com and the creator of the Healthy Boundaries for Overwhelmed Women online course, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. Glenn, I am absolutely thrilled to have you
1: here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Heather. And I appreciate the invitation and you having me on.
0: Are you ready to solve everything?
1: Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, let's get into it.
0: Now, okay, Glenn, now I know that for many of us working in the health and well-being space, there's a story behind why we're here. Something has happened through our life experiences that has made this type of work relevant, meaningful, um, sometimes like like you've already described, a mission to help people with. And I'm guessing you have one too. What inspired you to work in health, and well-being?
1: Well, quite, quite frankly, my, my path to health began with boundaries. In childhood, I, you know, I'm the youngest of 10, so we always had people over, in a big social uh, setting at, at our house, and I was always drawn to interactions. I was, as the youngest, you know, kind of a shy kid, so I would sit back and watch people, adults and kids alike. Interact and I was just um, engaged by the reactions I could see on people's faces and then their body languages. And I could tell when someone was being hurt. I could tell when someone was uh, happy. I could tell when, you know, people were compatible and when they weren't. And when I looked at the people who had those pained expressions and those rigid postures, I said, I will never intentionally hurt another person. And I, It just sparked from there that I went from watching people interact and watching their boundaries to learning more about them, to experiencing them, and now to teaching them.
0: Wow. So coming from a
1: place of
0: empathy and compassion, you have dedicated your life to helping people feel safe and heard and understood. I like the way you phrase that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Why did you tell them my story? (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to listen back to this later and write that down.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. and it it very much is me empathizing with other people um, because I don't see a reason why people can't be their best. Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason why people can't be as loving and as giving and and as kind as they can be. To me, there's just no reason, and we are in are uh, we're diminished when we treat other people poorly when we treat ourselves poorly, and for me, a lot of that comes from poor boundaries
0: i'm I can only imagine what it's like to walk through an airport with you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's I, a, lot going a lot, on. There's a lot going on. I know I enjoy sitting in an airport and watching people have conversations, and like even if I don't need to hear them, I just like watching people interact with each other or watching people kind of figure out what they're doing on their own. And I am definitely the type that can absorb somebody else's feelings, mm, okay. and and sometimes that can be really distracting and draining. I could, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, I hope you have a way to protect yourself from that.
0: Maybe by the end of this episode I will. We'll okay.
1: see. Yes, we'll see.
0: Now, you've you kind of described some of the visual cues that you see that help you know when somebody is feeling happy or feeling distressed in some way. When you look at somebody, uh, what are the clues that somebody is living with healthy boundaries?
1: Posture, number one. The shoulders are straight or are, are, are just in a nice solid position. They're not rounded going forward or too open, um, with, uh, you know, a compressed back. So posture, they're more straight up, um, more erect. They have a calmness to their face. Um, if they're interacting with someone, then you can see the smile or the sparkle in their eyes. Uh, you can see the, the head lifted, you know, them not looking at the ground and making good solid eye contact. Uh, or the head is not, I've, I've met people with their nose in the air. That's not a good sign for me either. When the nose is in the air, it's kind of, you know, I'm better than you. Uh, so those are some of the visual cues. If they're walking, their gait is steady and smooth then that's also another visual visual cue for me
0: (laughs) okay wow I would not have I wouldn't have thought about that I I think I I was thinking like facial but you're going with posture yes and how you carry yourself and how you how you just kind of present yourself
1: exactly we are we are whole creatures we our body, our bodies, minds, spirits, emotions, they um, are interconnected and interdependent. So where we're experiencing something in one area, it will show in the others. So I look at the whole person.
0: Well, my husband would definitely tell you that every thought that I have is displayed on my face because <laughs> i I do not have a poker face, but maybe I have poker shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look at my, at my, uh, posture and see whether I, I look like I have healthy boundaries. So you've described somebody with, like, somebody who carries themselves confidently, who looks like they are feeling, um, calm and comfortable in their lives. And then we have this picture of somebody who, you know, might be feeling constricted. And I can kind of imagine somebody feeling like they're kind of turned in on themselves. And and maybe f- looking tense, and I'm guessing that would be a sign that somebody is living not in good boundaries.
1: I, I agree with that. Yes, yes, because they're carrying the weight of their own self judgment, the judgment of others. Uh, just you know, maybe feeling some guilt or, or feeling at fault for something that's not working in their lives. So yeah, that would be a sign for me as well.
0: Does that mean then that? Those individuals, especially the ones who are living in that constricted place, would feel physical signs in their body
1: that they are living without healthy boundaries? Um, well, before I answer that, let me just say that sometimes medical issues will cause poor posture, and, and you know, chron- people live with chronic pain, they're not going to look happy all the time. Right. So with that disclaimer, Uh, yeah, I would imagine that um, people would have physical symptoms and and uncomfortable sensations that are triggered by their posture, how they carry themselves, et cetera. Yes.
0: Makes me think about the physical signs of stress that we experience. And when I I teach about how to identify when your body's stress levels have, have gotten to a point where they need, they're trying to get your attention. Things like sweaty palms, dry mouth, um, irritability, headaches, you know, just kind of forgetfulness, those signals that your body sends that it needs your attention. And I can imagine that you, you have the same type of signals when you're, when you're just living in an environment where you have, Wandered. You've kind of pushed those boundaries out so far that you you no longer have those guardrails in your life.
1: Yeah, poor boundaries do manifest in in physical symptoms and sensations. Um, and there's a lot of overlap. Um, well, poor boundaries actually create a lot of stress, and so you get the symptoms that you just listed. And uh, I have a a client whose favorite word is overwhelmed. She's overwhelmed because she refuses to shore up her boundaries because she wants to be liked. Mm,
0: Okay. I might be able to relate to that. Yeah. And and when you said overwhelmed, it made me laugh because I was having a conversation with somebody a while ago about being overwhelmed. And she mentioned, you know, people talk about being overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but is there ever a right amount of whelmed? Like what is, like? We're, or what is, we're either whelmed? overwhelmed or we're underwhelmed. Are we ever just whelmed appropriately? That is a good question. What did you say? Like, That's a really good question. I don't know. I, I would like to experience just a nice level of whelm and maybe,
1: maybe we'll get there. <laughs> when you figure it out, let me know.
0: Well, you know, with the season that we're coming into right now, it's the beginning of November. We are going into what is often a very overwhelming time for a lot of people, the holidays. This time of year feels amplified. And especially with our um, our media constantly marketing to us to make the most of every moment, to, you know, cherish everything and to make everything this Instagrammable highlight reel life. And that in itself can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, kind of put us in that position where we feel like everything is happening at once. And we want to be everything to everybody and do all the things and be at everything. But clearly, that's just not a healthy way to go about the holidays, then we end up at the end of the year feeling like we've missed the whole thing. Cause we just ran around and tried to
1: do everything. Exactly. Exactly. We, and it's the poor boundaries that lead us into that. I mean, boundaries are crucial for me every day of every year. It They become even more important at these busy, high demanding times like the the upcoming holidays, because there is so much more pressure to do, to be like, and to show. So um, you're absolutely right. It's 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 more pressure. What's your advice
0: for going at the beginning of a what you anticipate is going to be a stressful time, whether it's the holidays or another season of the year, and you are aware that you don't want to become overwhelmed, you want to be in medium whelm, what is
1: your advice before we jump in? Okay. I like that medium whelm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, just just know from Jump Street that boundaries are the foundation of health and happiness. So if you have poor boundaries, then you minimize your opportunity to experience true joy and to be as healthy as you can. Now, going into the holidays, well, and let me say that boundaries for me are not just about saying no. I know that there are a lot of people out there that say you gotta learn to say no. Saying no is a part of having healthy boundaries, yet it's um, more important to me to not put yourself in a position to have to say yes or have to say no. So with that, with keeping that in mind, I would say the first step is to be clear, is to have some clarity about your line in the sand. Do you remember in childhood when you pointed your toe and drug it across the grass or the sand or had a stick and did the same and you dared your playmate to step over that line? That was your line in the sand. This is my boundary. And you can come as close as you want to, just don't cross it. So it's the same thing in adulthood. We must define our line in the sand, what we are willing to accept or not accept, what I will put up with, what I won't put up with. So be very clear about how much money you want to spend, how much cooking you want to do, how many guests you want to have over, who the guests are, okay? Is it a blood relative? Is it is it family or just a blood relative? OK, it's it's your deal. It's your experience. So you define what those parameters are, what that line in the sand looks like. So being very clear is the first step. And that will that will provide the foundation and the security. The confidence to do the other tips. Okay. So being clear, being clear. Okay. And that will also help. um help minimize overcommitting. Because like you said, you know, we want to do everything, we want to be involved in everything during the holidays, uh, and we end up missing it. And when we overcommit, that's unrealistic. We can't do everything that is on our plate. That's just, it just doesn't happen. Yet when we continue to overcommit, that can lead to guilt, that can lead to feelings of failure, to self-loathing, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this done? Which can evolve into depression and anxiety. So clarity, set your limits, identify what your limits are first.
0: There was a Christmas one year when I set out to have the best Christmas ever. And for me, that meant looking up every activity that was happening in our town and putting it on a calendar so that we always had something to go and do. And I looked up every Christmas movie that was going to be on TV and I had everything planned out thinking that more is better when it came to the holidays. And by the time we got to not even Christmas Eve, it had backfired so bad on me. My entire family was fed up. They were so exhausted. Nobody was having fun. And I learned a really good lesson the hard way that those types of boundaries can be really helpful at the beginning of identifying what do the holidays mean to us this year? Yes. What do we really want to savor this year? And being choosy, with where we put our time rather than trying to absorb everything just because it's there and we we have access to it.
1: Exactly, exactly. You you define what the, you set the meaning, you define the meaning of your experience and you, you clarify what your boundaries are with that instead of allowing these outside forces to say your holidays should look like this, you should do this and you should spend this. It's, it's crazy the, just the stress and pressure that's put on us by outside, by external forces. Okay, so be clear. Be clear. And then? And then communicate. Communicate your boundaries, uh, to whoever's involved in your experience. I, it's, it's a problem when we have unspoken and unrealistic expectations, and we expect other people to read our minds. As adults, we are 100% responsible for getting our own needs met. And if we want to solicit help from the people around us who support us, we must communicate that to them. <laughs> Amen, sister. That means saying, honey, let's cap off gifts at $1,000. Let's limit our guest list to 20 of our closest people have um, uh, communicate what you want. And along with that, so I, I separate boundaries into four different realms. Other people will go do more. Uh, the physical, which is about the body, what happens with the body, um, the mental, which for me is about agreements and expectations. So if two people agree how something will go and agree on what their roles are in that process and both do it, everything is great, hunky-dory. When one person doesn't do their part, then there's that boundary violation. And anger is a natural response to betrayal. Someone not living up to their agreement is a betrayal. That's fidelity, money, whatever. And the flip side of that is expectations. So if we have realistic expectations of people, you and I have a disagreement that we would meet today and have this conversation, that's a realistic expectation for you to expect me to show up. Now, if you didn't give me the schedule and you showed up and I didn't, that was an unrealistic expectation and anger is not appropriate because you didn't communicate that to me. So communicate what you want and what you need. And, you know, it, it's okay to compromise with the people uh, in your world as long as it's open and agreed upon. So to keep that mental boundary intact, to keep that intact. So you must, you must speak your truth. People are not going to guess it.
0: So you have the physical type of boundary, and then you have the mental boundary. Mm -hmm. And you said there were two other categories?
1: Yes. The emotional boundary is the fuzziest. It's, it's the least clear because it's about taking on other people's stuff. It's about being enmeshed with someone else. Some might say call it codependency, um, but it's about taking on someone else's stuff, trying to fix their lives for them, trying to change them, trying to make them happy, trying to do things that really are not within your personal realm of control. And the best example that I have is you remember in childhood. Now, all of these things go back to childhood, but they just look a little more sophisticated in adulthood. In childhood, did you have a friend? You said to this friend, friend A, don't speak to friend B because I'm mad at her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that always works. It always works. And you, you know, complied with friend A and didn't speak to friend B, even though friend B didn't do anything to you. You were living out friend A's stuff mm-hmm. and that doesn't work. So the emotional boundary is trying to take on other people's baggage. The spiritual boundary for me is not about religion. It's about connection. How connected are you to your personal truth? Do you live up to your own personal beliefs and values? Or do you take on someone else's stuff in that way? Uh, it's also about your connection to your community and to your creator, but not about religious rights or anything like that. So if you're not living up to your beliefs and values, then you're creating your own internal war. hmm
0: Mm -hmm. And those values and beliefs are something that we don't often take the time to really explore and understand so that we can honor them.
1: Exactly. We and we accept what other people tell us is right and wrong and what we should and shouldn't do Mm -hmm. and just try to live in that way. And a lot of people with depression, anxiety are experiencing that internal war because what they should do is not their personal truth. Yeah. Doesn't come from within.
0: So So we need clarity about what we want from the season. We need to communicate that and keep in mind the four different categories of boundaries. What else do we need to do to ensure that we are living within our guardrails
1: during the holidays? We need to up our, up our self care. We just need to take better care of, of ourselves because of the extra demand. You know, our uh, internal resources will be depleted if we don't give back to ourselves. So self-care, make sure you get adequate rest. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some downtime. I mean, you might cook all night. That's okay. Give yourself a power nap the next day or meditate or do some soothing yoga But your body and your mind need downtime. You can't just go 24-7 indefinitely. Nutrients. I'm
0: liking your tips so far. I want
1: to do all of these things. Okay. Well, I'm glad you like them. I'd be afraid of what you say if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, Nutrients. Hmm. Whatever is healthy nutrition for you, and it is very individual, whatever you consume that um, is nourishing, that gives you a, a sense of feeling good, feeling energized, um, just ready, excited, and nothing that's going to bog you down and make you tired or, uh, forgive me, constipate you or anything like that. Give your body the proper fuel it needs. And if that's vitamins or supplements or just more, you know, you do fruits and vegetables more because your body will need more resources, more reserve to get through this time. And so you don't come out in January with the flu or uh, COVID, make yourself vulnerable to whatever else is out there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Massage. I'm also (laughs) a licensed massage therapist. So that's one of my favorite tips. Massage helps every aspect of being human. The relaxation, the the escape from life, being taken care of by a licensed professional massage therapist has benefits that will extend beyond being on that table. And there's a lot of research out there that shows the link between reduced anxiety, reduced depression, reduced stress, um, reduced pain from getting therapeutic massage. So find time, yes, find time to get a massage. You can even get a chair massage for 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be on the table. And so getting a massage. And it's then, not just
0: an indulgence. It really is a, healthcare. a component of your health care.
1: Yes, yes, it is. I had um, one client who was having... Um, some back issues. Um, so he went to Scripps and was evaluated and it was some degenerative thing in the spine and they told him, to keep getting your massages. So massage is healing. Massage yes. is absolutely healing. And it's a and wonderful so, gift to yourself. It is. It is amazing. It's amazing. And I will book mine after this. <laughs>
0: So I'm thinking about that frazzled mom who is listening to this and saying, "Okay, yeah, I'm going to be clear about what we're going, you know, what I am up for. I'm going to communicate that with my partner. We're going to come to an agreement and have fair expectations. And then somebody shows up and says, but this is the way we always do it. We can't change the way we do the holidays. We always go see the lights. We always go to grandma's house. We always make all of this food. What's your advice for when somebody is trying to implement these tips and these these structures in their life and they hit resistance
1: that feels a lot like guilt? Well, <laughs> um, pushback is normal. It's normal from people who are used to getting their way from you. So setting uh, healthy boundaries uh, will require you to weather that storm and to persist. Now you can compromise. I it, But if going the full yard is not what you want to do and that's not going to bring you joy and or more meaning to your experience, I would recommend not doing it. And though you will have to put up with the guilt trips, you will have to put up with the guilt trips because There are five truths that I see that are unchanging characteristics about boundaries. Uh, do we have time to go through them? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, number one, if you've ever asked yourself, why do they keep doing that? They know it bothers me. They know I don't like it. Well, people continue to do what they get away with. Absolutely. People do not self-correct without consequences. So as long as you overlook it, you make excuses for it. And they will keep doing it. Not because they don't like you or you're unworthy or anything like that. It's just humans are selfish creatures. Mm -hmm. And so I am i get something out of doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Truth number two, the more someone gets away with doing something, the bolder they get. Have you ever asked yourself, it never used to be, why is it now? It's gotten worse. It's never been this bad. Well, because they get bolder and bolder over time. And I will, the best example I can come up with is, um, that cop had like 17 or 18 internal affairs investigations and no reprimand. So Mm -hmm. he felt bold enough to do what he did on camera. So the more people get away with stuff, then the bolder they get. And number three is if you're waiting for someone to come along and say, Oh, you're worthy. I'm going to treat you like you should be treated then you're setting yourself up for failure because people treat you the way you treat yourself. How you manage your boundaries teaches people how to treat you. So if you don't say no when it's appropriate and wonder why they keep asking you to do stuff, well, because you don't say no. (laughs) (laughs) So they're going to keep asking and they will keep asking even if they do see you stressed out because you keep saying yes. Mm -hmm. So how you manage your boundaries teaches people how to treat you. And number four is no, is not enough. You must behave your boundaries. You got to walk the talk. You got to walk the talk. Your boundaries are, are, are like your second skin, your armor. That's how you carry yourself. And the best example I have of that is Ashley Judd, the actress. She came out during the Me Too movement and talked about her experience with Harvey Weinstein and how he pressured her to have, you know, do sexual stuff. She kept saying no. He kept coming. So she literally got up and left the meeting. She physically demonstrated her no by leaving the meeting and getting herself out of that situation. So you must behave your boundaries. And that saying no is not enough. Hmm. Because all people will do is hear the no, then look, wait for the loophole that they can yeah. use, to manipulate you to get what they want. So for that mom, stick to your guns, compromise if it's appropriate, or maybe not invite that person, or maybe not host it if you don't want to go through all of that. So you do have options. You do have options. And uh, boundary truth number five is, um, You're already empowered to nurture and protect yourself. No one needs to give you permission. I can't even give permission to my clients for that because it's already within them. The best I can do is help them reconnect to it. So if you're waiting for someone to say, oh, yeah, go ahead and live that or do what you want to do, then that's already within. That is already within. So for that frazzled mom, stick to your guns or look at your other options that, that work for you. I love that.
0: I I love this idea of first the four different types of boundaries. That makes so much sense. And then these five truths remind me of how people will go for the shortest route to what they want. And if it's through you, they (laughs) will continue going there. Yes. Yes. And I think that's really profound that saying no is not enough. You have to demonstrate going to that physical boundary, you know, of this is what I'm doing with my physical environment to reinforce this boundary and to not only remind this other person of what I have decided is okay for me, but also myself and reinforcing that to myself.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And some people will call that an inner boundary. I just call it self-discipline. So you, yes, you have to walk walk the walk for yourself as well as to communicate uh, with your body language, but to other people, what your boundaries are, what that line in the sand is.
0: When I'm working with my clients and especially this time of year, when we're about to go into, you know, six to eight weeks of parties and festivities and holidays and all of the, all of the stuff, I like to ask, what will you be glad that you did in January? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do you want? How do you want to complete the sentence on New Year's Eve? I'm so glad that I blank. And in this case, I feel like it is honoring my boundaries for how I want to experience this season of the year. And I think that it's going to require really sitting down and thinking about it.
1: Oh, self-reflection is never a bad thing. And I I love your question because if you start at the end, a lot of successful, successful people will say visualize the end and that will help you with the steps leading up to it what do I want to get out of this holiday season? I I want, you know, laughter. I want, you know, good food. I want that one great party. That will help set your boundary. That will help you be more clear about what that line in the sand is for you, what you will and won't do. So I like that too.
0: I think that this season of the year promises to be one where we really are feeling joyful and connected and confident and complete. Thanks to your advice. I'm really glad that we got together today to look forward into the holidays and talk about how we can create the boundaries that will help us enjoy them the way that we want to.
1: I, I thank you so much for for having me and for giving me this opportunity to be I'm very passionate about boundaries. So I really appreciate th- this opportunity to share this with with your audience. Um, Because I, I would I'm really frustrated that boundaries are not taught more in school. Oh, they amen. Should, at high school at the latest. Should we teach about boundaries? So I, I love uh, being able to do this. So thank you.
0: How can um, people get in touch with you, purchase your book, learn about your course, and um, be able to work with you one-on-one?
1: Well, the best way to reach me is through email. It's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at Glenn, G-L-E-N, Alex, A-L-E-X, dot com. Glenn at com. Uh, You can go to my website, GlennAlex.com. You can order the book. It's available in hardcover. If you order the hardcover, then I will autograph it before it ships. Um, the, it is on available in paperback, which is on demand and in ebook. So you can also sign um, join my mailing list to uh, be the first to hear about upcoming holiday specials that I will have.
0: Excellent. All right, guys. So there you go. A gift for yourself. Get a copy of Living in Total Health, autographed by the fabulous author, and go ahead and schedule a massage for yourself before the holiday rush kicks in. It's yes. a gift that keeps on giving, and <laughs> uh, you never know. It might become a New Year's resolution to have that be a regular
1: thing. Oh, that would not be horrible. <laughs> that would not be horrible. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much, Glenn. It's been fantastic to have you today. And I hope that you
1: have a wonderful holiday season. I hope the same for you. And I I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you. If the holidays
0: are not necessarily the most wonderful time of the year for you, if you feel stressed, overwhelmed, over-obligated, over all of it, this could be the year that it's different. It's not too late. In fact, this is the perfect time to sit down and think about how you want to experience the holidays to really have clarity, to communicate, and to up your self-care so that while you're creating magic for everyone else around you, you're feeling the magic too. This show is all about you and helping you discover your strengths so that you can solve your problems and live in balance by your own rules. And I thank you so much for showing up and discovering that with me. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything
1: to connect with Heather and find out more about today's show just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram with a little help from your friends you can solve everything too